This is the Radically Christian Crosstalk Podcast, episode 19. I'm your host, Wes McAdams, and on today's show, James Sumners, Sam Dominguez, and I discuss, is it ever right to be proud? The sponsor of today's episode is Campaign Capitol Hill, which is a grassroots effort by Churches of Christ aimed at raising awareness in the brotherhood on the fine line between politics and religion, preaching the gospel to our nation's leaders, focusing on repentance and God's standard of morality, and reaching lost souls with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You can find Campaign Capitol Hill on Facebook at facebook.com slash campaign capital hill or on their website at campaigncapitolhill.com. There you'll find more information on how to join the march for God's Word. And now let's jump right into our discussion. Uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately uh, has been my feelings toward my children about their uh, behavior because, you know, my son, he's getting up into that age where I have expectations that he's going to uh, start living out his uh, uh, the Christian example, you know, uh, now, because I've raised him to behave in, in that way, so I start having these expectations. And so naturally, there are some times when he does what he's supposed to do, he does what I expect him to do because, you know, he doesn't want to get in trouble or something like that, or because I'm there and I've reminded him. But then it's really awesome when you get those moments where I wasn't involved at all, he didn't even know I was there or something like that, or you find out completely secondhand that he behaved exactly as God would have him to behave he behaved in a very mature way. He exhibited uh, the Christian values. Uh, he he acted first upon what he knew God wanted him to do rather than necessarily what he wanted to do. And when you have those times, like there was a time uh, a little while back where for some reason all of the, there, there was a potluck or a fellowship. It was, it was before Wednesday night suppers. And for some reason, all the guys were out of the room uh, somewhere. I can't remember what we were doing or where we were. And Nathan was the only guy in the room. And... One of the ladies just said, Nathan, would you lead our, our prayer for the meal? And so he just stepped up and he led a prayer. And he didn't lead, you know, the same prayer he does over the dinner table or something like that. He led a different prayer. He led one where he was thinking about the moment and included um, uh, some phrases and, and some words that were clear that he was thinking about the moment. And it was the type of thing where I, I heard about it later and I was so proud of my son for how he behaved. And it really started sticking back into my mind about pride, because we talk all the time about how our pride causes us problems, and our pride causes us to fall, and our pride is what's the root cause behind this problem and that problem. And yet God gave us this capacity to feel that way. You know, and, and so what is the right way to feel pride? And I almost think that, I think that our English language probably limits us in, in that we're usually talking about two distinctly different senses, two different—although they're related, when we say, you know, I'm proud of myself, or we say, you know, I really struggle with my pride, or I have a pride problem, or that person has a pride problem, um, I think that that's a totally different—almost a different concept than saying, I'm proud of my son, because— Although you could be selfishly proud of them and say, <laughs> "Look at my son. My son is better than your son," and and that would be the same kind of a pride, I suppose. But but usually when we say, you know, I'm 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 proud of our country, or I'm proud of this congregation, or I'm proud of my child, or I'm proud of my wife, or whatever. I mean, usually that's almost a selfless 
feeling and and I I mean we we use the word pride but it's almost like joy it's almost I I would say that those two things are are more closely related that that pure you know I mean it's like a grandmother showing pictures of her grandchild I mean she's not she's not being arrogant when she shows pictures of her grandchildren she's just overjoyed and she wants to share that joy with other people to say look look at my you know my pride and joy we we use that phrase you know my pride and joy um and I think that that might be a more closely related term when we think of it that way, although there probably are some, you know, it is probably related to pride in some degree. You know, a lot of it comes down to what, what is your, what is your motivation by what you're saying? What is it that, what is it that is causing you to say it? Not necessarily like the action, not necessarily what you're referring to, but what's in your heart that you're, that you're speaking from. Are you speaking from, well, Hey, you know, my child my child uh, scored uh, three three scores today, and yours got like what one? Yeah, you you just got an assist on on that that goal over there. So that's not quite as cool as my son, uh, or uh, or whatever. So when we say that we're proud, what is it that we're proud of? We're proud of the good things that they're doing, not in comparison to anyone else, yeah. but in comparison to the standard that you have set for them, mm. in comparison to who you have. Um, desired for them to be and who you've taught them to be. Um, are they living according to your teachings that you're handing down to them? And those are the things. And e- even with, you know, things like when, when your kids are playing sports or whatever, and that, you know, you, you can say you're, we can say we're proud of our child for, you know, how they played. Um, but again, that's, it's still the same kind of thing. If you, if your ch- child is having a bad attitude while they're playing, like if they, if they're, losing, like if they're losing and they're having a bad attitude about it, we're not going to say you did a great job today necessarily. We will, we'll try to inform them on, on, on that specifically. But, but when we're, when we're telling them we're proud, we're telling them we're proud that you acted the way that God desires for you to act. Mm -hmm. You know, as I was thinking about it and listening to you guys, uh, the only thing that popped into my head was uh, when Jesus was baptized and, you know, God speaks and he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so fascinating because, like you said, the English language fails us sometimes where we, we use the same word for too many different things. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the reason it really stuck into my mind is because we spend so much time discussing how pride is a negative and how being too well pleased with ourselves leads us to have problems and yet that can sometimes interfere with our ability to be well pleased in other people except that's something that is wholly appropriate we should be well pleased in the things that also are pleasing to god mm-hmm. you know it, it's i guess the real beauty of it is I can be proud of my son for that behavior because I, while I influenced that in my role as the father, but I had nothing to do with actually executing it. Mm-hmm. I didn't stand there. I didn't ask him to pray. I didn't give him the words. You know, I can't take pride in the sense of, look what I have accomplished because I wasn't even there. No, my son took the teachings that he heard from me, but from other people as well, other Christians that he has heard speak, other people that he has been in Bible class with, 
And he applied that of his own accord and was pleasing before God when he did so. And I can take immense pleasure in the fact that he made that decision. And, and I think sometimes we get this idea of pride confused in our head where we look at things where we are pleased with other people and we try and find a way to make that more about us again, mm-hmm. to, to feed that ego, because it makes us feel weird when there's something that gives us that joyful feeling that we recognize as, as pride, but it isn't actually related to us. And so we either try and shun it away when we shouldn't, or we try and pull it to ourselves to feed mm-hmm. our ego when we shouldn't, mm-hmm. instead of simply re- appropriately replying to a situation in which, yes, I should be pleased in this person or in this circumstance because it was pleasing to God. It's like a lot of people take uh, pride in their preacher and their congregation. And and just thinking about this, it's like I take pride in Wes, not because Wes is not because Wes is the preacher at Baker Heights, not because I think he's an awesome preacher and because he's at Baker Heights. Not I I take pride in Wes in a sense of because I am proud of how he handles the word of God, not for my sake, but for his own sake, because he loves God and he's not going to misuse it, especially not intentionally. He he desires to you desire. I'm going to talk about you in the third person, but you desire to to <laughs> to be pleasing to God, and and you know, so many times we we move from place to place looking for someone to. I, I don't know. That's off off subject, but. My, I guess my point is, is that like we can be proud also of each other for, for the example that you set for us, so that the example that you set for for others. But it, that pride again is not, and not a well. Wes is my preacher. No, he's not my preacher. He's God's preacher. He's not my. He's not. Uh, I mean, do I have a responsibility to Wes to say if you're off, then I need to say something? But but I'm proud of you as a preacher, because you stand for the word of God and you do your best to hold yourself accountable to his word and his word alone. Yeah. I think, I think when you, earlier, when you, you were talking about the competitiveness and I think that's really what makes it about pride when, when it goes from being grateful and thankful and joyful and pleased to the point of competitiveness where we say my preacher is better than your preacher or my congregation is better than your congregation or I'm so much I'm so glad that our elders are better than everybody else's elders or you know whatever it is that's when it gets to it gets to a, a where the appropriate word is pride in a negative sense where we say my kid is better than your kid you know I mean not to diss the honor roll student you know thing on the on the bumper but you know I mean Sometimes, you know, as a parent, you're not just putting the bumper sticker on there to say, I'm thankful and grateful that my child is doing well in school. You put it on there because you want other people to know my kid is smarter than your kid, which, you know, (laughs) spawns all of the responses like my kid can beat up your honor roll student or whatever, you know. And so, I mean, (laughs) as parents, it, it is very easy to let that gratitude that says, thank you, God, that you put this little man or this little girl in my life, and thank you that that they are such a blessing to me, and your gratitude and your pleasure in who they're becoming and what you're seeing in them goes from that to a competitiveness that says, whether or not I had anything to do with it, my kid's still better than your kid, or, you know, my kid is smarter than your kid, or prettier than your kid, and, you know, I mean, we get all of these, you know, uh, the the child, you know, beauty pageants, and all this stuff, and we do as parents, it's very easy 
to go from the point of being pleased with our children to being proud. And, and again, it's hard to separate those words, but but it is. It's very easy to to compare our children to one another and say, well, yeah, well, at least my kid doesn't do that. At least my kid isn't that way, you know, and, and uh, we, we've got to watch that in ourselves. You know, I think it's very uh, beneficial to take advantage of the family relationship we have as a congregation because when when I look at my own children and I take pleasure in their success and uh, I get frustrated by their failure or I get frustrated by what I deem as my failure as a parent that is demonstrated through their behavior and all of these kinds of things, but it is so much easier to understand those feelings in the context of our Christian family when I spend time with my friends and with their children, and I spend time getting to know other people's children, and being able then to say, honestly, I am proud of your children, and I'm proud of, of, I'm, I'm proud of everybody's children out of, out of all of you, because I know them, and I've spent time with them. You know, and, and you know, I'm always the guy at the Devo who's out in the yard playing with everybody's kids and throwing the ball and letting them beat me with foam swords and stuff like that. But it's so nice to gain that extra context and, and recognize that I can also be very pleased in the success of other people's children. Mm-hmm. And then I can be in the same way that I am pleased in the success of a new Christian who mm-hmm. is having success at turning their life around, at their repentance and going on this new path. And then taking pleasure in the fact that, and or, you know, we keep going back to the, the confluence of that word. Being pleased, being proud of the fact that we have Christians in this congregation who have been faithful Christians for years upon years, and they are solid examples that you can point to people. They are people who will take you under their wing and mentor you and edify you with their knowledge and their experience. That is something to take great pleasure in. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it may not be a question of wanting to avoid pride, but we fail to take pleasure in the things that we should be thankful for. We should be taking pleasure in the fact that we have a strong congregation of Christians that I can rely upon, that I can gain edification from, that can I can look to for examples. You know, there are people that I can be an example to, and there are people that I can look to for examples. There's just an awful lot to be thankful for. There's an awful lot of joy and pleasure to be found in the fact that we have each other and we have this Christian family. You know, one thing I've noticed in my life is the older I get, the more willing I am to let people be proud of, and again, it it, it could border on the pride issue, but to let them be proud, for lack of a better word, of their contribution in my life. When I was young, that used to—I I felt so— condescended toward when someone would say, I'm so proud of the man you're becoming. And it's like, who are you to take pride in that? That, that was all me, man. I don't know what you, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard to be the man I am. You know, who, who are you? You're not my dad. You're not my whatever. But I've had so many preachers and and different men and, and people in my life that have had huge contributions, and they have every right, as much as my parents do, well, maybe not as much as my parents do, but to some degree, they they have the right to 
be thankful or whatever word you want to use for the contribution that they were able to pour into me. And I ought to be thankful for the, the contribution that they made in my life. The older mm-hmm. I get, the more the more I'm willing to let people be proud of that contribution. But it used to it, it used to bug me when somebody would say that. I, w- I would feel um, like like they were taking away my pride, and and they were, you know. But but that's that's the problem is that I, when I want to be proud of myself, I have nothing to be proud of because I am to so many in so many ways. I am what other people have made me, and I you know if it wasn't for those people that have helped shape me and mold me, and yes, I had to make my own decisions, but. But because of the influence of so many people in my life, I've become who I am today, and I have such a long way to go. Um, but but it's time that I'm, I'm willing to accept that and not feel like that's condescending for somebody to say they're proud of me. You know, this discussion over the last week has made me, as we talked about this before, made me think about some one, something that I've started to pray, and that's, uh, thank you, Lord that you have that that I am called a child of God and it and I usually after saying that then I I usually go on to say that though I'm not I am not uh, I I don't deserve to be your child though I I have done nothing to earn being your child uh, but but that in in a sense isn't it amazing to think that you can be called that. It's not, I don't know if I can, I can't take pride in that because what have I done? I haven't done anything to become a child of God. Well, maybe I have, but, but I didn't earn being a child of God. I have been made a child of God and I am in a sense pleased and, and excited and amazed that I am one of his children. The word that keeps popping into my head is, is credit. And taking mm-hmm. credit for things, and it 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 seems to me the only time that you can take pride and feel pride is when there's no possibility of you having any of the credit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess to a certain extent, we get some of the credit for our children, mm-hmm. but not in the sense of I couldn't have made him do that. Mm-hmm. And the only the only true success as a parent is if he makes that decision on his own. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not credit for me or success for me if he does it because of me. It's when he is convinced and does it on his own. And so in that regard, I can't take credit for that. Mm-hmm. He gets the credit for that. But then that, that joy, that pleasure, the pride of being a child of God, being called a child of God despite the fact that we don't deserve it, why can we feel that way? Because we deserve no credit for it. Mm-hmm. It is entirely the gift of God's grace. The reason we sometimes struggle when people say, I'm proud of you, and we're kind of like, blah, 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 and we feel like they're taking credit mm-hmm. for something we have done. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have to remind yourself, but I can't mm-hmm. even take credit. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this is to God's glory. Mm-hmm. And so that that's very freeing at the same time because, you know, I am proud of Wes. I'm proud of him as a, my friend. I'm proud of him as, as my preacher. I'm proud of James and Cameron both. I'm, I'm proud of us for the relationships that we have formed just over the past few years. I mean, some of us have known each other since we were kids, some of us since college, and some of us just for a past couple of years, and yet you'd never know which was which if people saw us from the outside because of that bond that we've formed. I'm proud of that bond, but I don't get any credit for it, mm-hmm. you know? 
And so we, we should be feeling some of these feelings of joy and pleasure, and we should be willing to let people be pleased mm-hmm. if what we're doing brings glory to God. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't remove credit from us because we never had that credit to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that you keep saying glory because there, there's a word, there's two different words that we translate as glory. One is one is a verb and, and one is a noun, you know, so we could talk about God's glory, but then we could talk about glorying in, you know, in in Christ. And Paul talks about that a lot in Philippians, to glory in Christ. And and it really means to boast in, you know, to yeah. say, say, isn't this awesome? And really, that's that's really the way that we we both we most glorify God is when we glory in him, when we brag on how wonderful he is to us, not ourselves. We're not glorying in ourselves, but we are glorying in what we've been given. And 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 we it should it should look good to outsiders. I mean, outsiders should say, Wow, I want what they have. And in so many ways, um, anything good that we have in our life that we're gonna bring glory to God about. It it should be we should people should look at it and say wow that's that's really awesome anything that someone could look at and say that's awesome you know or that's neat or that's fantastic or that's you know whatever anytime somebody could look at that and say that's a wonderful thing well then that's something that that gives us as the possessor of that or as a participant in that it should give us pleasure and whatever word we want to attach to that but we should to some degree glory in that. We should be thankful for that, to say, this is what I have. By the grace of God, this is what I have, and isn't it awesome? And you can have it too. This is how God gave it to me. This is why God gave it to me. Whatever it is. I mean, if we're not thankful for the friendship that we have, then why should anybody else want to have that kind of a friendship? If, If we're not thankful for what we have in Jesus, why should anybody else want that? If we're not thankful and glory in or brag in or boast on our children doing well, why should other people look and say, oh, I want to teach my kid to pray and to, you know, to serve God and to know God? And, you know, we should. They, they should be our crown. You know, we, we should be able to say, this is awesome. This is awesome. And, and other people should be able to look at it and say, yeah, it is awesome. And, and I mean, Paul talked directly about that. Mm-hmm. He was perfectly willing to boast in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, in, and why? Because he couldn't take credit for any of that yep. stuff. And of course, the great contrast with Paul was he had a multitude of things in his life that he could have been prideful about, that he could have boasted in himself. And of mm-hmm. course, what does he say? It's, it's, it's garbage. Garbage. Yeah. garbage. And so even for some of us, we may we may have gotten to the the maturity in our faith where we can glory in God, and yet we still struggle with with viewing our own things as garbage. Mm-hmm. And I would really love to be able to get to that maturity. I mean, that's what I'm striving for to get to that maturity where I can honestly, not in a false humility, but I can honestly look at things that I could take credit for and just be like, yeah, that, but that's garbage. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And of course, the truth of the matter is. Anything that does matter, anything that has lasting eternal consequence, I can't take credit for it. So, you know, everything that I could be proud of in myself is garbage. Mm-hmm. But that God gave us the ability to feel that joy and that pleasure in righteousness. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't try and hold that back. You know, And it's more than just gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's more than just being, Wes, I'm thankful you're my friend. James, Cameron, I'm thankful that you guys are my friends. No, I am proud to have you guys as friends. I am proud to stand forth and say to someone, it is better to have mature Christian friends mm-hmm. 
than to, to have something else. I can stand in pleasure and, and say, yes, it is better to have friends who will hold me to account. Mm-hmm. You know, the types of things that people uh, with, with that lack of maturity may not see that. But I can stand and say, no, it is better to have these things, and I am proud to have these things. Well, it goes back to a word we use a lot on the podcast is is overflowing, you know, yeah. and, and it's it is. It's it's an overflow of joy when when you are bursting with joy over something that you just can't and, and that's the way a parent is with their kids. And that's the way, you know, a grandparent is when they get a picture. They may not really have had any direct contribution other than, you know, the family line, but uh, you know, they they may not even be within a thousand miles of that grandchild, but they are so bursting with joy over it that they they have to brag on them. Not brag on themselves, but brag on them, brag on what they have, what they've been blessed with. And and we ought to. We ought to have things in our life that we're so thankful for. We're so not just gratitude, like you said, but but bursting with joy, that it's overflowing, that other people are like, wow. I I want what they have. I I want that. You know that that looks wonderful. You know, whenever I <clears throat> talk to my father, so many times, and I may have said this before on here, but one of the things that my my dad often will say to me and my brothers, I don't understand how you guys got to be so wise. And we <laughs> say, and 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 I know that I always say to dad, it it's you. You're the one that taught us wisdom. And he looks at himself, and says, Well, I'm not wise. It's like you taught us wisdom. How could we have had wisdom if you had not ta- taught us that? And that makes me think of with, with God. If we're children of God, if there is anything good in us, where did it come from? Well, He taught it to us. God taught us to it, t- taught it to us. If, if there's any success in my life, anything good, all that glory, again, the glory, it, I ascribe it to God. I give it to God. Because why? Because He's the one who deserves it. If there's anything good that I have done, it is not because I'm a, it's because I'm wise in myself. It's because I am wise in God. If if I if I understand how to live right, it's because I've learned from God how to live and and I give the glory to God because he is the only reason that I do anything good mm. because he has taught me what is right and and I try to follow that. And and that's I mean, instead of taking I can't take pride in that because I didn't come up with this this special way of living. I didn't come up mm-hmm. with some fancy group of words to say, well, this is how I'm going to teach my children to live. No, this is exactly what God has told me to do with my children. He's taught me to, to raise my children in a specific way. He's taught me to live a specific way before them and before my friends and before the world. He's given me a direction for each and every step. And, and that is exactly, um, that's, I mean, how can I take pride in that? when that is something that he has given to me. Well, I mean, going back to your your sports analogy, I think you know, people need to see this difference in what the joy is about. Mm-hmm. What is causing that joy that you you could call being proud? I don't know, is there a distinction between taking pride and being proud? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's the, the word fails us, you know. Right. So it's just another one of those instances where the English language can fail our understanding or our ability to communicate it. But, you know, my son will might compete in sports, or he might compete in this or that. You know, school and education, and all these other type of uh, you know, reasonably important but earthly and temporary things. Mm-hmm. And I want him to do his best. I want him to have a strong work ethic. Yada yada yada. But I am never going to be as pleased with him about those things as I will about his spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really important that people see that difference. 
not as though that I am telling him that this is completely unimportant and it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. but that I have appropriately taught him the difference between the two, that this matters only in as much as this life matters, but this is truly more important. Mm -hmm. And he he could literally fail in every aspect of his life but his spirituality, and then he would be a success of which I, I would have endless pleasure. Because in the end, no matter what happens in this life, if he doesn't make it to the next life, if my daughter doesn't make it to the next life, if they are not part of God's family, if they don't mature from being my children to being God's children, from being my family to being my Christian family, that's um, that's my job, is to raise them up and out of my family and into the family of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I've failed as a parent if I don't take my son and make him your brother. That's where I have pleasure. And if people in this world don't see the difference, that my pleasure truly lies only in God's glory Mm -hmm. and the fact that my children or myself or my wife, my friends, all of these things, that pleasure, that pride that I can take is in God's glory Mm -hmm. and not in these other things. Because when we see each other out in the world and at work and all these different types of things, well, we take pride in all manner of stuff. Well, the job that I did and the sport that I played or this or that or the other thing, people are proud of their kids for those things. They need to see that difference in us, Mm -hmm. that we recognize what is truly important in our lives. And that's why I think it's so important that we, at home, we glory in the Lord. Yeah. I mean, because I can't wait for my sons to surpass me in faith. I can't wait mm-hmm. for them to yeah. surpass me in passion for the Lord. That's what I want for them above all things is that their faith is greater than my faith, that they that they all I can hope to do is to point them to the source of life where where they would say, where else should we go? You have the words of eternal life and say that to Christ and and I want them to know that in Jesus there is all the hope and all the life and all the joy and and the best way for me to communicate that, that to them is not only just to tell them, but to enjoy him myself so that they might drink from the fountain of life. And and as they do, that's where my greatest pleasure will come. My, my son has been, since you bragged on yours, I'll, I'll brag on my <laughs> uh, uh, Hey, I'm proud bit. of your sons, too. <laughs> I'm proud of y'all, y'all's kids, too. But, um, but, but he's been praying lately, God, we can't tell you how much we love you. And and I don't know that I've ever said anything like that in my prayers. I've tried to been tried to be really intentional about saying to God lately. I've been praying a lot. Thank you for loving us, and thank you for letting us love you. Thank you for knowing us, and thank you thank you for letting us know you. And but I don't know that I've ever prayed uh, exactly what he's prayed that we can't tell you how much we love you. And to see that come from a seven year old's heart is just an amazing thing and and it does it fills me with such joy i can't hardly see straight but that that's you know that's what i want for him i want his passion and his love to be far greater than my own and and that's like you said that that's what will make me proud that will that's what makes me excited you, you know what i can't wait for right now i'm my son's favorite person i mean if i have to go do anything it's a problem because I'm not going to be there favorite. with him, you know. <laughs> and I don't know. I honestly don't know why because I don't. I'm not that much fun to be with. But man, he covets my time, and I covet that time with him. Mm-hmm. I really love being his favorite person, but I need to be striving for the day when God is his favorite person. Mm. 
when he thinks that relationship is more important than his relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, it kind of kicks me in the gut when I think about the fact that that's what I'm needing to do. That's what I'm trying to do is supplant myself in his eyes. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what God wants me to do. And that's what's necessary for me to do. But that's where you can truly take that pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, we often think about when we're raising kids, and we've heard people say, when when my children grow up, I want them to to have a better life than I had. Mm-hmm. I want them to have it better than I had it. And in a sense, that's what you're saying, Wes, is that I I want my children to have a stronger faith in me. And that that is just such a powerful thought that I want I don't want my children to have more money than me. I don't want them to have more toys than I had when I was a kid because actually toys cause a problem, but that we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> uh, but I don't want them to have more than what I had in a physical sense. I want them to have a greater faith, a better understanding of God than I than I uh than I have so that so that we can grow together in faith and understanding and that we can go to heaven together, walk the same path to God, and so that we can learn from each other. Not that they're just learning from me, but then they, they can teach me stuff too. And that's just, that's very exciting, very exciting to think about. A big thanks to all of our guests and to Cameron McElyay for his help in the production of this show. And thank you to all of our listeners. We hope this discussion inspires you to have these kinds of spiritual discussions with people in your life. If you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to discuss, please call and leave us a short voicemail at 707-238-2216. That's 707-238-2216. Remember, we love you, God loves you, and we hope you have a wonderful day.